Honestly, can I tell you something? Pissed? Yeah. What? Whenever, whenever anybody hops on Twitter and says, I can't find this movie streaming anywhere. Isn't that crazy? I, fuck, I, I can't fucking stand it. I get so Why? mad because I'm like, I'm sorry, do you love that thing? Buy Why it. don't you have, buy it. Buy it. How many Buy times? That movie. How many, well, I just like it to just be on a channel I can click through. You've seen Friends, yeah. You've seen it how many times? Multiple, multiple times, all the way through. Do you own the DVDs, Blu-rays? Not that expensive. It's like seventy bucks for ten seasons of Friends yeah, on Blu-ray. Exactly. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like just get, just get that. Oh, it's they took it off Netflix, guys. I gotta wait till HBO Max. You deserve just it. Buy them. You deserve it. You love them. That drives me nuts. And man. I get if someone can't afford to buy Blu-rays. Sure. Sure, they can be pricey. But of course, of course. But if it's a thing that you're saying you love, oh, I love this movie, like and it's, it's not streaming anywhere for it's free. Been around since the nineties. Yeah, like like buy it. It's been available for a while. I can't. Probably even VHS. Oh, dude, I got season one of Friends on VHS, <sighs> but it got too hot, so now only the first half works. <laughs> it got too hot. Yeah. Um. Hey, man, thanks for watching you know, this the movie with notes. me tonight. What's up? Wow. Are, did you have a spiritual journey? Uh, <laughs> we come out of this thing, brothers? If I say that I did, we started this thing. Is brothers. that offensive if I say that I had a spiritual journey? Uh, no, because okay. also. They kind of had one. They did, and it is but not how much because of where it, they were. Correct, but how much did it affect them? I think it Wait. affected them, but did it change them? Wait a minute. Wait. That was gross. What are we talking about, even? Right? That's that's what we should put. Po- what we, what, it, what even we? is this? I should apologize yeah. for burping into that. I just had a, a little bit of beer, um, and it was really good. That was full disclosure. Thanks. Full disclosure. Um, full disclosure. I am really happy that I watched this with you tonight. I feel like it uh, did have a positive effect on me on my mood. Really? Like I haven't been in the best mood the past day or two. So uh, truly, Fair. truly, truly, it was beautiful to look at, and we all sat and watched it as a family, and mm-hmm. it was like nice. Yeah. Like I I like that. Um. I like family time, movie time. And I am happy that we're doing another one of these and that uh, people are listening. And thank you so much for listening. And welccome to the 500 Greatest along. Films Podcast. Watching wow, along. Wow, that was a great... Thank you, right man. Right into it. I'm sorry I interrupted it. It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes it I'm good at this. Do, take it back. Do, 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 do. do. Okay. All right, guys. That's take it back. Rocky. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's from Rocky. Go watch Rocky. Oh, if we should I do the ever, Rockies. Fuck, we say this all the time and it's never going to happen. Now I'm in a better mood. Uh, um, if I were a director, that's what I would do. I'd be like, all right, guys, that was pretty good, but let's take it back. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> i go, what is that? <laughs> Mr. Knobloch, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you'd say, go watch 1976 Rocky. Yes, and then come back to me and that'll change your performance. And then we'll take it back. Do, 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 do. And then we they will. come back and it's like, it's the same. they're not saying words anymore. They're like, what if I did it like hey, this? You, <laughs> you go, great. You go, what if you're just playing with a ball this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like talking to a fish yeah. for too long. And little turtles that mm-hmm. you have the whole time. He has them the whole time. They never die. Yeah. I'm glad Rocky can keep turtles alive. <laughs> Legends never die. Sandlot, turtles never turtles. die. Rocky. Ninja turtles. Ninja oh. turtles. <laughs> Teenagers always. My name is Hector Navarro. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, sitting to my left is uh, my brother from another mother's, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. <laughs> I like that you threw the extra S on there. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Um, uh, yeah, so hey, we... Hey, how's it going, my brother from another mother? <laughs> Singular. Um, so we got uh, a doozy of a movie to talk about. Not really a doozy. It's just doozy kind of... Doozy of a moozy. It's just kind of nice. It's just kind of fine. But there's some great stuff to get into, some chewy stuff there's that we can get into. About. There's some stuff to talk about. So, Keller, let's just jump right in. Go ahead and dust off the old British guy voice and tell us... 
What? Excuse me. In the style. Get that letter out of your hand. You're not going to Hogwarts. Read in this. The, <laughs> in the style of the 500 Greatest Films podcast that we were doing before with guests. We're taking a diversion. We're doing the Wes Anderson films. We're on movie number five. Five. Wow. This we're, is great. We just passed the halfway point. I have been having a halfway blast. Halfway through this movie, we passed the halfway point. I have been having a blast watching a director's filmography. And it yeah. makes me want to do this for, for, for honestly, for directors I we love. Were just going, we were just sitting there. It's like, who do we do next? Yeah. It's like, like Kurosawa. It's yeah. Like, well, That'd be awesome. 40 movies. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Taika. It's Taika. Like a, what's Taika? It's like a tight eight. He's only got eight. six movies. Tight six? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Tight we six? Could do that. Knock if, that out in two weeks. I think he might only have four. Damn. What? Eagle versus Shark, Boy, What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit. Okay, okay, six. okay, okay. Six. I just list, six. Did I just list them six. all? Yeah, in order. Tight. Dude, that was honestly yeah. hella tight. That was so cool. <laughs> oh, I think I like Taika a lot more than I realized. That's awesome. Yeah, because every single one I thought I liked him the most. Great. Yeah, Not everyone is. is great. Yeah. But everyone is good. Everyone is good. At least good. At least. Um, movement of tears. And so it's, we've been doing it with Wes Anderson. So Keller, I, again, I distracted you. But bring out that dusty guy, he the British guy, cupboard, talking, talking about what movie we're talking about tonight. Keller, what are we talking about? The Darjeeling Limited. I love tea. <laughs> 2007 director Wesley Wales Anderson. With the requisite combination of humor, sorrow, and outstanding visuals, the Darjeeling Limited will satisfy Wes Anderson fans. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. And kind of like my... my, my but also it didn't satisfy some Wes Anderson fans. Oh, well... Which is weird. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that is weird because, like I we've been like saying... I feel like this one gets the same rap almost as Bottle Rocket does. Which is what? Unless... Too real? Too boring? Is that what the rap is? I think people think it's boring. Right, because it's not uh, sort of whimsical enough. It's not a snippy. It's not a snappy. It's not a snippy snappy. Um, I, I, it's it's interesting because going through all of his movies and revisiting the ones that I thought were a certain way, and then rewatching it in the context of his other films and what this filmmaker is saying about the world and saying about people, um, I feel like all of his movies are very connected thematically, mm-hmm. and you know they 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 tackle similar subjects about family and 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 I feel like Darjeeling fits in there. You know, it, it's like it's like a spiritual successor to Royal Tenenbaums yeah, in a like lot of ways. How much obligation is there in family? Mm-hmm. How much? How how flawed people are, and how, like them trying, and like it, like these are things that are accepting similar. Accepting family for their flaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so rejecting family if the flaws are too much. When this f- came out, and I first saw it, and I think I saw it. Uh, 07, 08, something like not too long after it came out. Mm -hmm. Because at this point I was familiar with Wes Anderson films and, you know, had seen everything except for maybe Bottle Rocket. Um, I think I remember being like, this is my favorite one because it wasn't partly animated and it wasn't whimsical and so for me a yeah, lot of the back when you're like when you like shit fucking when i was a, when i was a weenie and then i saw fantastic mr fox and i was like i've been a wee real weenie yeah yeah, yeah. Been, been a, he been went a, from loving am, real animation more than anything to and hating like, it i need realism <laughs> but just like i think when i compared it to life aquatic and we talked about it in the last episode and even comparing it to Royal Tenenbaums, I'm not looking at anything in particular. Sorry, I'm just I thinking. I heard something. Okay, sorry. I was trying to fight. That's what it was. I look off to the side and Keller's like, what are you looking at? I can't keep, help it. I'll keep looking in your eyes. It's I don't even like being my back to this door right now. <laughs> Someone could come in here right now. Somebody's about to come in here I know. and fuck shit up. I don't have the doors locked. 
Don't worry, dude. I got a sword. Don't worry. I can see. I can see the reflection in, in the, the wall? windows of your okay <laughs> action figures display. <laughs> Just a little peek behind the curtain. But like, I, I got an action figure display. Yeah, I shot with windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I remember watch DC Daily. F- thank you. <laughs> I think I remember feeling like this is a movie where they're trying to sell me emotional moments, and I felt not distracted by the world. And I felt like this is happening in our world for the most part. It's pretty grounded for the most part. Uh, the, um, the, basically, the most whimsy comes out of the train. Yeah, or or the seat, the sequ- Yeah, or the sequence that was great was the the montage train at the end when they. Oh yeah, that set's right? amazing. When they're talking to their mom without talking, when they just mm-hmm. are sitting with Angelica Houston, and she's like, "Let's try doing this without." talking let's communicate without talking and they just roll through everyone and it's everyone's thoughts and feelings feelings. and that's the most sort of dreamlike and different and removed from reality because you even see the shark the shark i mean the tiger what yeah it cuts and there's a shark shark in the (laughs) what would win versus shark tiger versus shark good at it i think a tiger i think a tiger might win what about a tiger shark if oh that's when shit gets real. That's well, just it depends, like, land that's, or sea. That's what I'm saying. But that, the tiger shark in this scenario is like Marvin the Martian being the referee at that's Space like the Jam. That's tuna thing. Because Marvin the Martian uh, was from Mars. Well, who would win? Taco But he's a Looney Tunes. Well, if, let's get racist with it. If it's street <laughs> rules, <laughs> the taco every time. Well, it's pretty racist. <laughs> but accurate. But correct. Um, so that's what I remember feeling. And like the, the funny thing is now... I have a different ranking and I know what my ranking is and Mm -hmm. I don't dislike this movie, but I don't love it. I think as much as the first time that I saw it and it really kind of hit me, it Mm kind of hit me because I think it, it surprised me with some of the, the, the real hard pivots to, to, um, especially the sequence with the kids. Like sadness and death is real. And it's, yeah. And it's something that like Wes Anderson has dealt with before in his other four movies, but not in this way, even the way like Owen Wilson dies in in um life aquatic in in a lot of ways that's still kind of funny it's sad and it's scary and it's an amazing shot when he falls in the water but it's like he dies in a helicopter crash with a crappy old helicopter less realism do you know what i mean the scenario around the song starts playing and he's carrying him out of the water and it's sad and it's sad but the whole scenario and like owen wilson's accent and you know everything but the letter and everything was great but it's still a very fantastical situation Mm -hmm. and then it happens whereas this is like it feels it switches. like like it just, right when he says go it switches and i and i really love the movie for that whole sequence and then a big chunk of the um of the ending mm-hmm. is what i love everything up to that point i like i think it's mm-hmm. okay you know i think i think it, there's a, there's a lot of good in it but it's still like it's fine it's fine you're you're following three characters your mileage may vary. You like them, you dislike them. They're not likable all the way. They're flawed. They're making it's mistakes. It's about their ignorance. Yes, exactly. When they're in a foreign land, when they're in yeah. India, when they're trying to... Their ignorance and their complete unwillingness to... They're going there to learn, but they're completely unwilling to learn. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just n- kind of reveling in their ignorance without realizing it. And I think... And, and I thought maybe that it was because they were in a situation where one of the brothers, Owen Wilson's character forces them into this situation like mm-hmm. like tricks them and forces them and lies to them and tells them we're here let's try to go do this spiritual shit and that was a part of it. but then the other part is that like the things that uh ben schwartz uh, ben schwartz um, yeah, ben schwartzman amazing uh jason schwartzman's character no that's a, is that the actor's jason name schwartzman, yeah 
Wow, I'm so used to saying Ben Schwartz now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thomas Middleditch is great in this too. I was telling my mom about Middleditch and Schwartz. I was like, you guys got to watch it on Netflix. And I'm like, Ben Schwartz, Schwartz. Schwartz. And my mom said, Ben Schwartz. She was tell- <laughs> telling my sister like, Ben Schwartz. And I'm like, no, 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 Schwartz, mom. Uh, I want to hear your mom say Middleditch too. <laughs> she didn't try. I'm like, I know this is a long name, Middleditch, one name. I should just text my sister like they're quarantining together. I should just be like, this is what it is. Yeah, she's that's the best way. to. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, middle edition shorts. Got it. And um, then it's even in writing. So that makes it easier. Yes. But it was funny that my mom said shorts. <laughs> like they're going to look it up. Ben shorts. But uh, Jason Schwartzman's character is like. Ben shorts, done shorts. <laughs> what? Been there, done there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says some stuff. He, I don't know if he says some stuff that's ignorant. Maybe. Who? Uh, Jason's character in this. Um, what are the characters? I can't names? remember. I think the two biggest, uh, like ignorance moments, yeah, are when he's like, "Look at these people. I love them. They're so beautiful, yep. or whatever." Yeah, and it's like it's a good one. Immediately, like, okay, but what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you and saying? Why? And yeah. uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, it smells here spicy. The, here we have the or cast. It feels spicy or something. Yes, I, I love the smell, I love of, this the smell of this country. It's kind of spicy. Yeah, that's Adrian Brody's character, Peter. Uh, Owen Wilson is Francis. Yeah. And Jason Schwartzman is Jack, Little Jack. Mm-hmm. Which little I Jack. love that touch when their mom, Angelica Houston, said it. Um, Angelica Houston know, plays. JLW means Jack. Pati- Pat- Patricia. Oh, really? JLW means Jack? He's Little Jack. Yeah. And, but he's also kind of short. And when she said Little short. Jack. I was like, ooh, I feel like that could also inform the character a lot yeah, uh, because he, is, he could have a complex and he's like a ladies' man and he's like, his, it's a problem. Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> My mom was right. Yeah. It's Schwartzman. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the cast right now. It's a fantastic I cast. I love that. We, I love these Criterion collections. They're beautiful. Keller's got it again. so good. He, he went through the special We're feature. We're only missing one. Which one? Isle of Dogs. They don't have it yet. Oh, but they'll eventually. There's not a criterion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they will. But um, really, really cool criterion piece here. Uh, we also watched the short film, Hotel Chevalier. 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 Total part wrong. one. I like the way you said it better though. Chevalier. Yeah. Uh, the Hotel Cavalier. Hotel Cavalier with a cha. Mm-hmm. Hotel Chevalier. Yeah, the Timothy Chalamet. The t- they, they stay, they're staying at the Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Natty Ports comes in. She's like, what's mm-hmm. up? I'm going to be in Thor 4. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Love and thunder. thunder. <laughs> I'd say she brings the love and thunder in that scene. Um, yeah, she's like, what's up? I just shaved my head for Vipro Drifted and it's short still, but I still look good. Yeah. What's up? I'm going to show my body. I was very impressed. I was like, dang. I wouldn't expect it. You, you, really were, you were pants so off. surprised. I was like, oh, we didn't see anything, but mm-hmm. we saw her butt yeah. and her body, side body. You were so surprised. I was like shocked. It's only because you, you're like... I've seen Leon the Professional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, no, she's f- fantastic. Um, she is so good in that scene. Yeah, that they both are. I really liked watching the short film before, and what's cool is the Criterion comes with the option play the film with the short. And the film, the short is supposed to be there. Yeah, theatrical release. They wanted it there, but some theaters wouldn't play it, or I think they didn't play it initial theatrical mm-hmm. release. Then it eventually got added. That's so weird. I would totally be into that. I don't get why they didn't. Yeah. But it probably just like. Because this audience. AMC, we don't do that. We got to do trailers. It's like, just play that along with the trailers. Mm -hmm. I feel like, because first of all, audiences for Wes Anderson films, they're going to be savvy. They're going to know. Oh, he did a short. How cool! And you know, or and, and if you don't want to, if you're an and AMC, it's part of the story. Like, yeah, it's not crucial, but it, but it helped. does fill in a lot. Absolutely, the scene at the end where uh, Jack just recites lines from that sequence, from that moment. And he's like, it's supposed to. Be- 
thanks where he basically is writing a story and it's the you know verbatim um that was great it was really cool to have seen that so that was really great uh <clears throat> i would recommend watching that like if you don't have the criterion and if you like this movie if you love this movie i'm pretty sure you can find the short on sh- YouTube absolutely or right but if you're if you're planning to rewatch it and this is a bummer because we told people hbo max go watch it hbo go, go. i wonder if it's on not there. hbo max hbo go and hbo because now sometimes they will do stuff they'll put the short on there like they'll uh <laughs> that's how i watched the godfather cut oh that's like, cool because and they just had it as special features to I, the godfather dude i want to get the blu-ray not similar because every time i hear about the godfather cut that tv cut you it is one and two the Hobbit superman cut. no i think a <laughs> superman the movie they did that for superman the movie they have like a three-hour cut that they would air on tv for the first richard donner superman film are you okay yeah okay sorry i was weeping yeah <laughs> i'm over it itchy eyeball yeah. so if you're listening to this right now and and you're um somebody who watched the movie along with us but you didn't get a chance to see the short and you know what i'll shortcut it if you liked the movie enough and you're like dude i'd, I'd get that on blu-ray get the criterion do it or make sure like ensure that a regular blu-ray has the short on there um, or find the short it's on Vimeo or find or the short something. but it's really cool to watch the, but it's cool that the Criterion has the option play the movie with the short and it's just yeah. all part of it and the I short has commentary too which is cool very cool so that was great the other part of the cast I want to mention is Irfan Khan who we just saw and we have to mention Varus and Kumar yes Kumar is fantastic that he was in there non-speaking Two people coming back Kind of. He was kind of like the kid in Rushmore. Did just remember, in the background? Just like his all, he's kind of like yeah. a motif yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the film. So it's great to see him. Which um, is also awesome if you've like been keeping up with Wes Anderson's film. Yeah. Like, to be like, oh, oh there's the guy. Um, more. And then what's the name of the other uh, uh, actor you mentioned? Varus. I can't remember his last name. Is he in, he in here? Yeah, he's a chief steward. Varus Aluwala. Aluwala. And he was the cameraman in Life Aquatic, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. Um mm-hmm. And Irfan Khan, this is the first time I've seen a movie with him in it since he's passed away. He That's the first time, probably the first movie I ever saw him in. With too. him, yeah. I It might be, it must have been me too. Yeah. Because this was 07, so I saw him in that. And then the other big major American film that I saw him in was the first Amazing Spider-Man, which I thought he was yeah, great. Yeah, and that he is that great. That movie's not great, but he was great. But also Life blew my Pi, mind when he amazing. says Richard Parker yeah, in both. Both, <laughs> that and, that, and Life of Pi. honestly... Because I watched Amazing Spider-Man after, yeah. and he says Richard Parker in and it. And you're like, like, wait. <laughs> wait, what's the tiger's name in Life of Pi? Uh, he plays the father in this, and it is really powerful. He's so good. And he's so good. And the moment where he sort of like passes out or in just water, like just, just falls grief. in the water from grief is like, yeah, he. I think he did a phenomenal job. All of the actors involved in that whole sequence where one of the kid dies and the, the other kid, two kids are saved. Uh, and the one kid who's like... Hailing the cab. Yes, and like and kind of translating. And yeah. You know, I, I thought that everybody there did a great job. But but yeah, I mean, this actor just passed away just recently, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And everybody on the internet was talking about everything that he's been in and, and what an amazing actor he's he is. He's so good. So and consistent. He's so consistent and so good. So it was it was even more sad to see now this scene that yeah. deals with death. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck, this guy just died. He was 61. And he was so good in it. He was so good. It's such a, such a great talent. And... um. Yeah, and I hope that uh, you know I, it's it, he's an actor who I'm like I don't know if I'll ever track down some of his work. I want to track down some of the movies he's made in India. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, and I, I he's an actor though. Every any time I see him, I'm like so happy. I'm like, yeah. oh great, he's in this. Mm-hmm. One of those actors that uh, that is just, is just always fantastic. So so that's some of the cast. I mean, okay, we we we've been kind of talking about overall thoughts. I guess just give me your overall thoughts. Overall thoughts are this. Um, I think this is a good film. 
Yes. And I'm really happy that Keller sent me this article right before, just a day or two ago, about the the dealing of, is this movie exploiting the backdrop of India from a white American filmmaker and like white American actors that are, you know, the three central roles in this movie? Is it just a backdrop for exoticism? Is it just, you know, oh, it's a stranger in a foreign land? Is it all this? Is it all that? Or does it show off the beauty of India, you know, different Indian characters? Does it does it have something to say in that regard? Or is it more indicative of the kind of like... like Eat, pray, love. Yeah, exactly. What is it, you know? And yeah. and the article that you sent me, Keller, was from an American Indian critic. I believe so. American Indian critic. I read two articles. In the U.S. So, yeah. so the one you sent me was, I want to say, was it New York Times? Or was it L.A. Times? I think it was one of those. I think it was L.A. I'll Times. L.A. Times film critic. It was L.A. Times. And it was kind and of a... the... And we'll you know what writer's name right now. We'll post the article. We'll, as we well. will post the article. And if you're listening to this Swati right now, Pandey. Uh, thank you. And if you're listening to this right now, I, I'll post the article like right below when I tweet about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I tweet about this episode, so just follow us. Make sure you're following us and read it. So worth a read because it's. I think it's a really like fair and, and I'm glad even-handed, we read it before we saw the mm-hmm. movie. It's a very fair and even-handed. Um, Criticism of the film. Criticism and there's still the film. like, there's stuff to like about this movie Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. And one of the things I really like about it is that they talk about the the sort of, you know, there's the female gaze, the male gaze. The female gaze is rarer. The male the gaze colonizer's is... The colonizer's gaze. The colonizer's gaze, the white gaze. And then there's like the native person's gaze. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the article talks about how this movie has, this movie shows a lot of the things that are in other movies about white characters going to foreign lands mm-hmm. and how that's problematic and stuff. But the sequence where, and I was really paying attention to it and to this whole side character because of the article where, uh, Jason Schwartzman, little Jack yeah. sticks his head out the window of the, uh, Darjeeling of the train to smoke a cigarette looking specifically, or like he sees the Indian girl, mm-hmm. this young Indian woman who is Rita, Rita, who's probably his age, uh, Rita. And he, and, and the difference is, is that, He's looking at her, and the article was saying that, like, in in like a lot of classic or or I guess normal sort of instances, this woman would look away, but instead she stares him down, and it's this thing of like, oh oh, they're both into each other, okay okay, mm-hmm. and they hook up, and and the way that that her character Rita is depicted is very interesting because she is she's somebody that. It seems as though she's going through some shit. She's unhappy. Unhappy with her life. Flawed, but also like, it, like she's like, also like, gotta get off this train. Stuck in a. Uh, yep. Yep. She's stuck in a on a. And she's not a focus of like she's not a major character. She's not a you know main character. Mm-hmm. But the time that we spend with her and her relationship to little Jack and her relationship to her boyfriend slash like the train manager mm-hmm. is very, very interesting. And it's, and she's a very sympathetic character. Cause you're like, dude, get at Like, first of all, what are we you want doing her to get off that train, but get off that train, like get out of there, man. So, so that I, th- I found really interesting. And that's what the article kind of talked about. Uh, what were you? Cause it, like, I don't know, 20 minutes into the movie, you turn to me, Keller, and you're like, how are you feeling about this movie? And I was like, I'm liking it. And then you're like, well, in the sense of like this yeah. article that we read and, you said you, know, you, you needed to finish it. Yeah. And I'm and at the end of the day, I'm kind of I'm split on it. I'm split because it's, I don't know if it goes it does enough. It, I feel like it is yeah. attempting to show how 
white people use India. Correct. Because for these three their main betterment characters. to yes. the yes, like detriment detriment of, of, of the the culture they're exploiting, mm-hmm. and I feel like it is attempting to address that. In that, like, I'll give you that. They'll just like go in to a temple. Mm-hmm. They won't address like it's supposed to be one of the most sacred places in all the earth. They're very touristy. They're very touristy. They just roll on in and mm-hmm. they just have an argument about a belt mm-hmm. and don't even pay attention. And then they come out of it immediately like, oh man, that was great. Yeah, I'm gonna and go pray like, at this other thing. It's mm-hmm. like like nobody's taking this seriously. Nobody's paying any attention. And even um, Francis respecting. Even Francis, who is tr- the one the that's trying, the ringleader that's trying to be like, okay, let's check the itinerary. We're going to do this. We're going to pray here also, for five minutes. Also, there's an itinerary for a spiritual journey. Yes, exactly. Which I think is commenting on this kind of tourism, this yeah. Western tourism that goes to these places. Like, and, I can't. And, yeah, and tries to fulfill themselves. But it's like, what are you, what are you doing? And then Adrian Brody bri- buys a snake. That's like it's such a touristy thing to do. And then it's it not even. Gets it's loosed. like an idiot yes. tourist thing to and do like the, the, some dipshit the, frat bros yeah like, look what i got it's Those. super poisonous and uh-huh. the guy in the train was like you brought this on my train like i'm kicking you i off. love him in that moment it's great yeah he's it's great so good and and Next they stop, go you're off my train can i get my snake back it's dead and then later adrian brody's like did he really kill that snake and it's then like really movie, fucking with him yeah the movie reveals at least in the dream yeah because also in the dream bill murray makes it onto the train that's true that's true. So that was part of their subconscious, part of the dream, part of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Because that might even still be Adrian Brody's guilt yeah. for beating him to the train. And like maybe not helping him. And yeah. maybe That's so interesting. And go, to go and unpack that it's a little bit... It's almost like that's all their, their baggage is their on the train. Their baggage. But that's which their they do baggage. Throw away, which also yeah. the uh, article does touch on. Yeah. And it's like, and then they throw their baggage and yeah. leave it in a foreign country for yeah. the natives to clean to up. Just like for them to clean up. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking about that at the end. So they're running to the train and the Indian like bellhops and people that are helping them behind them, running behind mm-hmm. them, a couple of dudes carrying the rest of their super expensive luggage. They got like $30,000 worth of luggage. Yeah, for sure. But That's they're like not, nice they're not making it. Shit. And one of these three characters, and we should mention these three main characters are like, you learn throughout the movie. Oh, they're wealthy. Like they have money. They're fine. They're fine. They have like they have like mm-hmm. a lot of money. This good this dude Owen Wilson Francis loses a shoe and he's like that was a six thousand dollar loafer. I'm like what? What are you doing spending that much money on a shoe, dude? Yeah. They're so they're wealth. They're wealth. At the end of the film, Owen I think it, it, Francis goes our luggage. Dad's luggage isn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of look at each other and smile and they're like cool. And then they just throw it and chuck it on, chuck it away and jump on there. And that was the first thing I thought was if their loafer, if this one shoe was six thousand dollars and their belts, I don't know what does he say like eight, say, this is way too expensive. Eight thousand dollars, however expensive his dumb belt is, that luggage has to be so expensive. I was immediately in my mind going like, bro, these three bellhops, they should sell this shit, split Honestly, the money themselves, like fucking. Good to awesome. Go. Awesome. Yeah. But um, I would. yeah, that was and now that I'm thinking about it, it was Adrian Brody who played Peter? No. No. Is he what is he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's Peter. Peter. He's Peter. Peter Peter Francis and Jack. Peter Francis Jack. Um Peter okay. in the subconscious in the dream, that may have been Peter's uh thinking because he was the one that asked, Did he really kill my snake? And in his dream, dude still had the snake and he put it in his own little cage. Mm-hmm. And that's either one of two things. Number one, the Snake's train alive. The snake's alive, but like the train manager is a humane guy and he kept it alive. Or number two, he's thinking like an asshole. Peter, like an asshole, is thinking, that guy stole my snake. No, and I he's don't keeping think so. it as his own, pe- you know. And I'm like, that's that could be another thing of like. I feel like he's thinking 
I hope the it's snakes, alive. I'm hoping the snake didn't yeah. die. Yeah, but that's... But it's like, then why'd you buy it? I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. And he's about to have a kid, and he bought this super poisonous snake. Like, So yeah, I think the movie is trying to comment on that. But you were saying that it might not go far enough. No, it doesn't. Also, because we don't get uh, enough of a Indian perspective. Indian perspective, yeah. Yeah. Which maybe is something, I don't know. Yeah, there's not enough of one. Yeah, there should be more of one. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're like yeah. working it out in your brain right now. Are you trying to look at all of Wes Anderson's films as well? Are you trying to be like, is this also a problem in Isle of Dogs? Is this a problem in uh, Grand Budapest? Is this a problem in you yeah? Because it could just be I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has good intentions. I agree, and I feel like he is potentially trying to even say something about. I agree too. I agree too. Just this uh, problem, this Orientalism. Touristy, yes, this this yeah. fetishization of uh-huh. you know going to a place like India to try or to that, find yourself like, and to try to. You I can't agree. find yourself like that. I, you find yourself yep. in facing mm-hmm. what's fucked about your life, mm-hmm. which I think is what the movie might be about. Yeah, and it's like yeah, death. Owen is, Wilson brings everyone together at the end of their trip mm-hmm. before they are going to get on a plane, or at least we think they're going to get on a plane and go home. Owen Wilson takes his bandages off in the airport. And at first, it's like this symbolic, like, oh, cool. Like, you know, right, it's the end of the movie. It's the end of the journey. He takes his shit off, and he's still so ugly and really horrifically, like, open yeah, yeah, wounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's bad his on his nose. nose. broken. Like, it's, it's never looked worse. And he says, his character says, I think I still have some more healing to do. And it's like, that's the point of the movie. That's, that's yeah, yeah, the- yeah, yeah point of the movie this movie might be a little the most uh on the nose heavy-handed on the nose yeah and i would yet, say heavy-handed but i don't the mind nose. that it's on the nose mm-hmm. like i'm like neither do i i want uh it's almost like some of the maybe rushmore needed to be more on the nose yes uh yes i could like, i could see that that's why i'm ranking this higher than rushmore but I still still, am still lower than the bottle rocket rushmore i don't know that's where you're at i mean on this and this with bottle, bottle rocket, rocket and rushmore yeah. so to to reiterate my ranking right now is i'm gonna go from bottom to top bottom bottle rocket still like it mm-hmm. after that rushmore after that darjeeling limited for a couple of different reasons i think what you everything you're saying is like it is on the nose it is kind of heavy-handed and yet it the, hits the sequences hits. that hits hit hard everything involving the little boy who died Everything involving the three brothers in that whole sequence, them stopping and getting off the bus to go to the funeral because they were invited to the funeral. Like all that stuff. I'm like, this works for me. I also like that the mom ran away. Yeah. And she's supposed to have completely bettered herself at a monastery. And that's a great. And then not a monastery, a convent. Yes. And then it turns out even that was. She bailed. She She wasn't ready to face her family. Exactly. And I love that too. And And they are. Like she's like, let the past go. And he's like. uh, Not for us. Yeah, the past is over. And, and he's like, he's like not, not for, for us. us, Mom. I love that line, too. Me, too. The, just Which this, is so good because yeah. childhood, man, your parents can try and put mm-hmm. all the trauma behind them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's still a bunch of fucked up kids mm-hmm. who that's are dealing why, with it. That's why people are fucked up, period. It's yeah. just because of the any kind of trauma that was inflicted on them, whether on purpose or by accident, when mm-hmm. they're kids. That's all it is. And it's like, yeah, this family of three sons and a mother like need to have therapy. Like, they need to work their stuff out. And this movie's about them trying to, or at least one of them initiating that, and then the other two being there and going, you know what? We went through this harrowing thing. We saw a boy die. It's just like, 
well, let's go talk to our so mom. So many selfish, half good intentions. Yeah, yeah. Even just in like the fact that she's at a Catholic convent. Yeah, yeah. and then like, like that's pre- the most like preaching Catholicism to like Indian children. So yeah. many colonists maybe legitimately thought they were doing the right thing, sure, and it's sure. incredibly fucked that that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. I think there's because some phrase about this. They the all world knew is they weren't. full of something, something. I don't know. It's a, there's a phrase that has That's to exactly describe. Yeah. The world is full of something and yeah. something. <laughs> good intentions. No, the road to hell is paved with yeah. something, something. Paved um, with good intentions. So, so yeah. So for those reasons, yeah, I think I, I remember the first time I saw this movie too, I was like really affected by the fact that their mom just bailed. I was like really let down. It, and yeah, it's because the movie's working. She's supposed to be like, yeah, you guys need to get past this. Yeah, when she to be continued. Very obviously, isn't closes and it the won't. door and she left. It's not continued. How fucked is that? That's so so sad. Um, but again, I like that Angelica Houston's playing a mother role in this. That she's she is also not anywhere close to a good perfect character. It's the she's first time flawed. Angelica Houston has played a flawed character yeah, in one of Wes Anderson's because movies. she's awesome in Life Aquatic. She's although. Like Again, I'm like, don't hang out at Jeff Goldblum's. Like, that's the thing I didn't like about her and that. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, Jeff Goldblum wasn't there. I know. I like that. I'd be like, yeah, fuck Jeff Goldblum. Stay Stay at his nice ass villa. Stay at some other villa. For free. And with that boy with the long hair. And that guy's there? Mm hmm. I'd do it. You see that view? And she's awesome in Royal Tenenbaums. Mm hmm. I honestly like Angelica Houston more. That she's just like. In this? No, in uh, Life Aquatic because of that. Yeah. She's like. Fuck you, Hannah yeah. Steve. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, yeah. I, and, like, and I will take advantage of for sure. your nice ass villa in so f- Malfi Coast. So for those reasons, that's why I, I do put Darjeeling over Rushmore. Because Rushmore had that again, that spirit of meanness to it. And maybe I felt like it didn't do enough towards the end to kind of All of the meanness you know, in this is at the expense of the kind of three main guys mostly yes so whitman white man two on the nose is that am i reading into that no i like that too okay i like that too whitman white man yeah i like that too because it is just the three whitman brothers yeah the three rolling through india just tearing shit up just late for trains just just, fucking up everything they touch in india um and it's something where like they i also remember feeling the first time i saw it they because maybe only the second or third time i've seen this movie maybe second uh, this is the most I've liked this movie. I'd even yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's because we're watching it with the rest of Wes's stuff, or Maybe just that, like, and you're a different person I'm now than older now than a few years ago? Whenever yeah, you watched a it, a long time ago, a long time ago. I've been um, through hell. Since. I I also remember it's feeling like fun. like it's cool that the characters in this they do change a little. They went through some stuff. You can see they them made some attempts. They're affected. Yeah, they're attempting to course correct. Yeah. They, and they do, this movie does still show you that th- it's one life-changing experience does not change your life. Really. Because fundamentally, they're fundamentally, kind of the you same. you are still a fucked person. You got a lot to work through. Yeah. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah, they're at the airport and they're kind of still making their same mistakes. And they're yeah. kind of, you know, they're like, he's calling to check Natalie Portman's messages. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You're like, come on, man. But um, it, yeah. But at the end of the film, they do feel like they are closer as brothers. They're on. They're more on the same page. It's a pretty damn you know? good sibling movie. It is. That's the thing. Is every time I see this movie, I'm like, I gotta call my sibling. I gotta call my sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's what it makes me want to do because it kind of leaves me with the sense of like, it gets the contention of sibling. Yep. But the love that's always gonna be there. I love you too, well, but I'm gonna spray you in the face. I love that <laughs> with mace. I love, <laughs> I love you, but I'm gonna mace you in the face. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, also, some good moments, but not as funny as Life Aquatic. Not as funny as there uh, are some very you know, funny moments. Though. Yeah, that one got me pretty yeah. good. But the, the, I don't know yeah. why it got me so good. But him running right into the door, yeah, and shattering it in front of the that party. Was good. That, that got was good. me pretty good. Um, him I, running down the hallway. Jason Schwartzman did some good physical he did. comedy in this. He's one. very, he's very, very funny in this. Mm-hmm. Why are Royal Tenenbaums and Life Aquatic still higher for me? Royal Tenenbaums because the emotion hits harder. Yeah, the, and I maybe I don't know nostalgia i don't know like i, I don't I, I i still think royal tenenbaums is stronger stronger because of this the two things the emotion and still getting closer to that style that wes anderson and style. the ensemble i don't mind yeah. the step back a little bit yeah, me, me neither me neither he said he wanted it to be more grounded and more, more documentary style yeah which it, it does feel like that it's yeah. the most grounded of his movies other than bottle rocket mm-hmm. you know um and uh and my number one is still life aquatic because of everything we talked about last episode it's just so such a cool world and i cool, love yeah. spending time in that world and with some of the characters and struggling and that movie with, fucking hits too it does it does so it's just yeah but back to what you're saying it's a great sibling movie like this movie makes me feel at the end of it like you know what even if we try to patch things up with parents you always got your siblings even that's if that honestly, doesn't work out and it's and it's kind of true time, like, it's kind of true yeah your parents getting divorced my parents getting divorced yeah whole time i had my brothers the yeah. entire time and they were all going through the exact same thing yeah. at the exact same time. So right. there's always that. I can always text them and be like, man, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Right? Isn't this great? Yeah. Can you believe these Good knuckleheads? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, they're going to get divorced again. again. Oh, yeah. okay. How many times? Do How many it. times? Yeah, exactly. At that point, man, you get to yeah. a point where it's like, okay, fuck just, you, do, just it. do it. Shit or get off the pot. Okay, <laughs> parents. Um, Word to the word to the wise. If you're listening to this and you're a young parent and you're and you're cradling a baby, don't right get now, divorced. If you're listening to this, no. And if you do, here's the deal: leave your don't, kids out of it. Don't mention it to your kids unless until you literally sign the papers. Yeah, and that's also, my that's my only piece of advice. Never get tell a divorce. Your Go for kids it. Kids about your you're, feelings. It yes, is too much for them. You need to you need to get you need uh, to talk you need to, to therapist. find a friend or a therapist. But your child is not your therapist. You need to be open with your feelings. For your kids, so that they can be prepared to take to on the world, as well. to be open as well. So it's a tricky balance, right? I want to be because my mom was very honest with me, for better and for worse, growing up. Yeah, and it's yes. like, what I was so, it? Six years old. So yeah, six years old. You know, tell tell me about the birds and the bees, and I'm yeah. like, mom, this is crazy. No, six years old, telling me Santa's not real. I was mm-hmm. like, mom, this is a lot of pressure. You're Jehovah's Witness now, <laughs> and I almost slipped up. I almost slipped up at school once, thinking Santa was real, thinking saying out loud he was fake. Oh, and a fuck. kid was like, "What?" The and I was like, "Nothing." Like, like I forgot what I did, but I had to, whew, I had to act my. And that was ass probably off. the same kid who was like, "Jurassic Park wasn't scary." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's what you think, David? Santa's not real. Santa's not real." My mother told my mother confides in me because I'm an adult. He ran away crying. Yeah, I was like, "David, come and off these monkey like bars. Come on. Oh, oh yeah, David. I have to tell you something. You don't think Jurassic Park is real uh, or scary? Guess what? You know who gets you your presents? Your mom and dad. Your mom, maybe and dad." <laughs> If you're good. Yeah. You probably get a bunch of coal. David. That's it. Santa died thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. <laughs> Millennia He's not ago. Real. He's not real. He's not, well, he was, but he died. St. Nicholas? St. Nicholas was a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm like St. Nicholas. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean we it. Sorry, about? Santa. Um, Santa, I'm sorry. Please bring us Sorry, toys. please, Santa. Uh, Santa. Here's Santa. Don't. Santa, stop. Santa, please. Bring me a toy. Santa, don't forget our house. Santa, don't forget our house. Oh, no, he flew over. Santa Claus. 
That's not like, like a Norwegian kid. What am I doing? <laughs> like Swedish? For the Christmas. Santa Claus. Bring me, don't bring me call, Santa. Don't. <laughs> bring me a discotheque. Bring me, <laughs> I want to go to a discotheque, Santa. Uh, what are you going to do if, um, if you have... If Santa's fake. And I'm not going to say Sorry. if you have kids, because I don't want to put that kind of pressure not on you. Not happening. Uh, th- great. I, here, but here's I'll what I'm going to say. I'll put the pressure back. Here's a, not happening. Here's what I do. Well, here's what I want to say. Parents, I already know. Not happening. You snipped them, brother. Good. Smart call. I did it. Smart call. I did it. It hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it at home, kids. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of blood. A lot uh, more yeah. than you would think. It turns out I missed, too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. But you're circumcised now, so that's cool. True. Yeah. Nice. Along with the rest of it. Clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> here's here's my question to you. Not, I'm not saying you don't have kids. You're not going to have kids. But what if you have a young person in your life somehow, whether mm-hmm. it's like a nephew. Got nieces, got nephews. Right? You got nieces, you got nephews. But what if they're in your life to the point where like they're around a lot and like mm-hmm. you're involved in their life, you know, more than having to get on a plane to see them, whatever the, whatever happens in the future, hey, right? Hey, okay. Yeah. What if their parentals, their parentals are like, we're doing Santa. What do you do? Do you go along with it or do you I'm go? I'm fine with them going along with it. Okay. I don't have a problem with Santa. Okay. Do I do. you have a problem with Santa? Why? I do. Because, let me, I'll tell you why. Because I don't like, I was honestly as a six-year-old like. Pissed? Really, no, really happy that my mom sat me down and told me the truth. Because I felt like. What, would, I felt what like are you going to do? I felt like the opposite would have been, I'm like. I felt like my mom was being honest with me about something and trusted in me. Confided well, remember in me. the other day when your mom called you back to be like. Actually, I'm yeah, not. I'm I'm having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, like, "How are you doing?" She's like, "Fine." And then she calls me back 20 minutes later. She's like, "I lied." Um, it's it's, like, it's see, tough. your mom couldn't. Yeah. she couldn't tell you Santa Correct. Claus was real. And that which uh, is so commendable. Maybe that might that may have been the case, but I think my mom was was thinking like, yeah, she was maybe like maybe I, I maybe I can't lie to my kid or can't, you know. Keep, and I know a lot of parents are like, "Let's well, not a lie. It's like a game and it's fun and everything." Mm-hmm. But I felt like I'd rather just probably make it a game or something then. Here's what I, I've thought about because I've tried to think about it. I'm like, I don't want to mess up a kid or another parent. Like, like if it's a close family friend or a relative or something, and they're like, "We're doing Santa," they think Santa's real, so don't mess this up. Um, it's like I don't, I don't want to. I won't I be mess the one to up. mess it up. I'm never going to do that. But I if thought I have a child. I thought about it. Here's what I'm going to do. I won't ever ruin it. Right, but I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I already think comic book characters are real. You do. You think they're real, and I and the and you know how I justify it is it because in comic book world, well, who said that they're real to you? They're real in your heart. Yeah, I think my mom said that. Probably. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, they are, because they're written by real people. Yeah, that's someone's they, real feelings. They say, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> some with great power comes great responsibility. Real people came up with that. Yeah, they really do have some power. Yeah, maybe responsibility. Yeah. So, uh, so in the comic book worlds, all of these characters exist in realities alternate realities and their alternate realities are like listed they're like categorized you know mm-hmm. the marvel universe is ca- universe 616 oh you have the santa encyclopedia santa claus is a character within those universes and within within those marvel and dc universes Why aren't there is that amazing santa claus well, is also listed santa as like just exists yes well it's because it's for kids correct they're like but they they do it so smart that but they in go that case that means yeah superman's real too in a way, and because Superman's they say in Santa, because they say that Santa is an interdimensional being. They like literally map it He's out. They go, "Watch the he, Watchers." What yeah, he is. exactly. They go, "He has the power to go mm-hmm. to different 
realities and different dimensions and stuff. This is what we think of him. This is how he's drawn in Marvel Comics. He's met Spider-Man. He's met the Avengers, whatever, whatever. But he's technically That's like so fucking dumb. Th- it's cool though because it's, it's like cool, but it's I also could, it's like I could tell I'm that an interdimensional being. Yeah, yet <laughs> I decide to wear this red suit and these amazing and, and white sell, beard and, and sell Coca Cola. That's what I do. Exactly. I'm a commercial character. I have polar bears. Yeah. So what I would do is I would tell that kid, I'm just looking at books. That's humbly just looking at <laughs> our kitchen. But I w- I'm thinking. I would tell the kid. I would tell the kid, look, I haven't met Santa, but I also haven't met Spider Man. True. And Spider-Man, I know, doesn't exist in our reality, but, but he could be out there. Mm-hmm. It is a true scientific theory that like there's infinite realities, right? That's a real. That's not bullshit. That's a real thing that many physicists I don't believe. believe in physics. <laughs> Maybe, man. It's all about faith. So I would tell the kid, I'm like, hey, who knows? Really? Yeah, he met Spider-Man. Really? Really? He's supposed to get my Halloween stuff. Really? He met Spider-Man. So you never know. Maybe he could meet us. I don't know. But then when they get to a certain age, they go, so comic books, this is all bullshit, right? And go, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, it's idiot. Bullshit, you dummy. Yeah, this is going to be me when they're 15. Like, yeah, what are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> he took a drink of beer. Yeah. It was a good visual bit. A light beer, Again, it's fine. we got to start filming this. Taking this pictures and stuff. Awful. Um, so, Darjeeling Limited, where are you at? What's your ranking? Is your number one still Life Aquatic? And then one's, yes. Is your and number then, two still Royal Tenenbaums? Yes. So is your number three Bottle Rocket or Darjeeling Limited? Uh, it's it's very tough this time. Yeah, because I love Bottle Rocket to you I speaks the, to you the Texan speaks to you also of like speaks to speaks to me the brother the brother you, you have know. brothers yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. true you have how many brothers do you have I have five brothers holy shit yeah you could do this movie one point yeah we would have had to take up two whole train cars. Eight times. We'd had that whole trend yeah. ourselves. <laughs> the Darjeeling Unlimited, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what you need. You better put um, off some more laminated itineraries. So the question is, who do you love more, your brothers or the state of Texas? That's a good point. <laughs> but another thing is I also, they don't have to like one and the same, but Texas does represent. Your brothers. Yeah. Of course. Exactly. Okay, you don't have mm-hmm. to. All right, you don't have to. Uh, have you been ranking these? Have you been rating these? Have you been ranking these? Uh, I've been doing it in Letterbox. Okay, cool. Do you want to? I know have my, to. I'll go ahead and do my Letterbox right now, and then we'll determine it that way. Okay, because I've been because that's what I've been doing. I like I said, I already know yeah. mine, and I'm also going to rate and rank the short film Hotel Timothy Chalamet, and I'm just attaching it right to the bottom of Darjeeling. So that's a package deal for oh, me. Oh, yeah, because you can two. rank that. Bing bong. Yeah, you can rank that. That's yeah, if you, if you go to Wes Anderson's page, he has like 30 items, and it's like, what? He's only directed nine movies, but they count different shorts that he's done and different things, okay. including the Bottle Rocket short that he did in 94. Good year. Or 92, I forget what it was. 94. It was 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 94. Yeah. So you're working that out. I mean, I feel like we've pretty much tackled this movie from every angle i like it and i had I like a great it a lot. time watching it tonight and i think it has good intentions yes though but is it, it has it, obviously missed the mark but also not but also yeah but i do think that wes anderson i'm not sure how much of a mind he has for diversity correct, correct. i don't know how much he's he thinking has, about it he has a mind for beauty and it's and it's a and it's characters a beautiful mind and mm-hmm. so when he says but also like, I love Indian cinema or I love Japanese cinema I believe him and I can see him seeing the beauty in it but it's like you said does he have the or mind even like for he loves 
just like listening to the commentary and listen to the love he has for specific Indian filmmakers great. and their style. That's great. And there's this one guy, something Ray, who did all the music as well as Very directed cool. all his movies and Very they used cool. some of that music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you were saying as we're watching, you're like, this song or this piece of music is from all a title bunch of track. Merchant Ivory. Uh, Merchant Ivory films. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it's. Which it, was like a. He's obviously drawing. Helped jumpstart like big Bollywood. Cool. And also uh, brought Indian cinema to the America. States, to the United Yeah. To Made America. it more popular. More Very people cool. saw stuff because of it. And that's fantastic. And the reality, too, is that there will probably be more people that watch these Wes Anderson movies and then get exposed to a little piece of India yeah. through through this movie then they would go and find a Bollywood film, an Indian film on their own. Of like him wanting to do this movie had to do with like hanging out with Varus or yeah. Kumar. Well, Kumar and yeah. yeah. I believe it. Like we said, like we talked about earlier before we were recording this, I think yesterday or today or whatever, yesterday I was like, it's clear to me that he does care about this actor Kumar, who who has been this older Indian gentleman in his and movies, has, uh, like loves him, got like, a cool little him. film career at the end of his yeah. life. Yeah, which is great, and you and you know, and so all of that is there, and it's about those good intentions, and yet I think that this story still could have the good intentions need to be more apparent. Correct. the 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 storytelling us look what these guys are doing is bad. It's a it's a problem we need the to way know that they're going about it. How it affects them, but we also need to know how, how they affect India, India and the people that they and interact with. Exactly. So, I would be very curious to, to try to find or seek out an Indian film that is could be like a thematic counterpart to this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a double feature mm-hmm. of like Darjeeling Limited and a movie that I haven't heard of yet from mm-hmm. India that is like similar about similar themes and concepts and maybe it's about how uh, uh, white Westerners. Well, I want to watch some Merchant Ivory movies now. I Absolutely. want to watch that. Uh, dang, I wish I remembered his first name. Because you were telling Ray, you were telling me about the history of Merchant Ivory films, and it's like an Indian and a British guy. I yeah, in, Indian, an Indian or maybe an American guy. An American Brit- guy. Maybe, I think he's British. So, but it's like a white guy, and then marries an Indian woman. No, an Indian guy. An Indian guy. They got. I don't married. know if they're married or they're they're oh. domestic partners. I don't oh. know. I don't know what the laws are. In, sure. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. Even better. Yeah. And they made films together. And they worked on... It's from Mm -hmm. a movie they made called Bombay Talkie. Bombay Talkie, yeah. they show the title title sequence and the special features. And it's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's like a slow zoom in of people walking through the streets of, I think, Bombay. Yeah. And uh, they're holding the title on a piece of fabric. So, it's an actual... Like, it's an actual shot. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an actual tapestry. That's very And they did the entire... Cool. I got to show you that whole opening sequence. It's so cool. They did like the opening credits like that? The whole opening credits are uh, wow. like paintings set with Bombay in the background. Oh. So it'll like be showing Bombay, the river. And uh-huh. then it'll come over and it'll be a painting with everybody's names. Wow. And just a painting of the characters with everybody's names. That's it's awesome. so cool. That's very cool. I feel like Edgar Wright would love that. I bet he does. I bet, yeah, I bet he does. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm at, and it's and and I would still like to see, um, you know, I don't know, maybe it, does this mean that Wes Anderson collaborates with other storytellers that maybe they could? Because who wrote this movie? What's the what's the crew on here? What's it's the, Roman Coppola, Jason Schwartzman, and Wes Anderson. Yeah, three white that's dudes. Right. Yeah, that's right. And at least on Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're 
a Japanese person is writing with them. Correct. And did all of the, or was a casting director. Okay, very cool. To find Japanese talent, to do yeah. the voices, to do mm-hmm. the, you know, that's 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 good. That's really yeah. good. And to have that writing there was, you know, important. But yeah, it's interesting. Again, it's like, it's, it's written by these three guys who, it's very funny, Jason Schwartzman, Wes Roman Anderson, Coppola. Roman Coppola. Um, and Schwartzman's also a Coppola. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So was that is is Roman Jason's brother? I don't think so. But no. maybe cousin. Maybe I don't know. Or whatever sure it is, cousin. I think Roman Coppola might be Sophia Coppola's older brother. Brother. Very. Cool. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. The Coppola family tree is insane. Nick Cage is on there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> cool thing about yeah. Nick Cage, he took his name from. Did you know this? I want you to tell me at least four more cool things about Nick Cage after this one. Okay. After. Okay. I'll do this one. Nicholas Cage. Had a copy of Action Comics number one stolen, and then he recovered it. What? Action Comics number one, baby. Sto- it was stolen from him? Yep. Nicholas Cage named his son Kal-El. That's, is that good? <laughs> Fun fact or cool fact? It's a fact. Call him Cal. Yeah, he does. That's fine. That's cool. Cal and be like, sure for Calvin? And he'd have to go, no, it's Kal-El. Uh, cool, Cal thing, cool thing number three, Nicholas Cage is in Gone in 60 Seconds. That is cool. And cool thing number four, Nicholas Cage is such a comic book fan that when he picked his showbiz when he even before then when he picked his showbiz name because i think luke cage he he wanted to not be coppola he named himself after luke cage hero for hire like marvel comics and remember this was a character who was not a star of a tv show not like this was like a pretty obscure pop culture character because he's Uh a marvel comics character and not even one of their popular ones like you know not not spider-man yeah at the time it's like oh here's like their main prominent black character and it's the 70s or 80s like there's there wasn't a lot to go around and he named his him his showbiz name after luke cage didn't he buy like a t-rex skull that ended up being stolen so he had to return (sighs) it or something probably no that's that's um national treasure so okay it's written by these three guys and maybe maybe no, the I don't want to. of Independence. Yes, this is a T-Rex gold. That's right. Uh, I don't want to sort of let them off the hook by saying, "Well, their perspectives are what informed the movie." And sure enough, it's three guys going through India, like, and and at least the three screenwriters could it could make fun of and acknowledge the times where the three brothers were being ignorant. Right. Yes. That is a part of the movie. It's not something we're reading into it. It's not something that we're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt for. Like that's a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. However, does the movie? kind of unpack that and 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 let us know you know why that is harmful versus like quirky versus like oh it's just part of the experience and this is what it is to be a tourist and this is you know or i loved what you were saying keller about how the whole storyline about their mom is telling us that there's a character who has supposedly achieved some level of enlightenment or something went to this place for spirituality for to heal herself and she bails it's all false it's all fault. And I feel like that's a great summation of what some of the themes in this movie could be, too, is that, look, you can't just go to a place. I can't tell you how many times, you know, it's called it's called the church camp exhaustion. <laughs> what? Is that a- church camp. Yeah. OK. Church camp. They'd be like, all right, guys, we're going to go have fun. We're going to go to events all day. We're going to have field games. <laughs> we're going to have a great time for the Lord. And then it comes this nighttime. Guy work for the MIF. Yeah, Who is yeah, this guy? Yeah. MIF, IMF. You got to say it right. MIF, Mission Men Impossible in Force. Force. <laughs> Mission Impossible Force. Uh, and then at the end of the day, they're like, "Okay, let's go to church." And then everybody's just exhausted and weeping because that's how it works. Wow. And then they get saved. That's how they and get. And they you. go back home, and they're like, "Man, mm-hmm. <clears throat> these are my confessions." Just when I thought outside all I can sight, she called me side, said she got one on the way. These are my confessions, <laughs> man. I'm throwed, and I don't know what to do. 
guess you gotta give you part two of my confessions. Yeah. <laughs> Damn near cried when I got that phone call. I'm so I don't know what to do but to give you part two of my confessions. These are my confessions. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. Keller, what movie are we watching? I want to do the whole Usher monologue up top. You should. In that voice. You should. You Memorize what it. what I'm talking about? Memorize it. I Where think so. Where he's just like talking really sad at the yeah. beginning of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let it burn. Let it burn. Gotta let it burn. Let me see if I can do a line from yeah. You can think of some other, yeah. uh, think of another Usher song. Like, or just Go for like another, another deep cut. great R&B. Yeah. I don't have that many Usher deep cuts. Why not? Because Yeah was my jam. Yeah was so I'm good. graduating class it's of 05, brother. That, was, that, that was, was our the song. song. They played that at graduation. I don't even remember what song mine was. It was awesome. <laughs> it wasn't. They played that to represent 2005. They played Yeah, yeah Usher Yeah. I wasn't even John. in high school yet. So good. When I graduated. Is that weird? Uh, hey, I'm trying to remember. No, it's not. You, in 2005, you weren't in high school? I started high school in 2006. Really? No, I started high school in 2005. Yeah. So the year Five you to gradu- 09. So I was graduating from eighth grade the year you graduated. Whoa. Yep, old ass man. No, no, no. You graduated eighth grade 04, and you started 04 I to 05? I graduated in 09. Four years later. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Four Damn. Years well, when you're right, you're right. Keller, what movie are we watching next? Next week, we are watching Hector's uh, favorite. Not next number week. One. Two days from now. Next week. <laughs> next week. What are days? No How shit. do weeks work I, anymore? I, I want to try to do this Thursday night, if okay. you're down. Yeah. If you're down. Even tomorrow night. Potentially. I'm actually, pumped to watch some Fantastic Mr. Fox special feature. I would be down. For you're going to watch night. that, too. Honestly, do you want in on that? Maybe. So maybe wait because I have a packed day tomorrow. You're going to. But Thursday I'm free. That's why I want to do it. Clear your shedge. I can't. It's work. Dude, we got to do it. They sent me a sword. They sent me a sword. I have to. You're playing all day tomorrow? Yeah, dude. It's a three hour deal. That's not all day. Well. And after that, we'll put in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. 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 I will. I like that. Okay. Here's a spoiler. Yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Easily my favorite Wes Anderson score. Ooh, interesting. Easily. Fantastic. Uh, excuse me, that was a beer burp. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Burp. I think is going to be my number one with a bullet. I already know it is. I think it's going to be. I know it is. Because right now the contenders no one life the feet aquatic. animation more than Hector. Yeah, dude, and the boy, fur. Oh boy, is the that fur. a goddamn feet in animation. It is. Like even the imperfections of how the fur is constantly moving. Okay, okay, okay. Save it, save it, save it, save it. it. Okay, save it, save it, save it. Where Sorry. can people watch Fantastic Mr. Fox? Come over. Just kidding. Don't. <laughs> quarantine. <It's> dangerous. <laughs> Social yeah, distancing. This is the first time you said quarantine this episode. How I know. Do people know. Yeah, they know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can rent it on. Fantastic Mr. Fox is in the 500 greatest films of all time. Is it really? It should be. Is oh, what I'm saying. absolutely. It should be. Um, I just sent it to you. I believe. What is the. It's rentable on Redbox, Amazon, YouTube. You know, I don't know enough to make bucks. this call, but is it the best stop motion movie ever? <laughs> um, a lot of people would say Nightmare Before Christmas, and I think that comes down to preference. True. I would say some contenders would be Kubo and the Two Strings is gorgeous, but, but it doesn't also, have the strongest story. And it's pretty CG. A lot of it is, but... I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is a, almost one hundo. Oh, that's impressive. But it, it, you know, it can't just be about... I don't want to limit animation in that way because it's like, well, to I me, love the story of Fantastic for Mr. Sure, Fox more. For sure. I'd rather watch that than Nightmare Before Christmas. R- me too. But Nightmare Before Christmas is also amazing. Amazing. Sure. Um, what else we got? Some Wallace and Gromit stuff is amazing. The it Aardman is. stuff, their chicken run is amazing. It is amazing. Chicken run's I'm talking so good. about 
of all as time. As far as stop motion, feet, and animation, oh. story-wise, and animation. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, then, it's got some contenders, but mm-hmm. I think it's up there. It's in I the conversation. Yeah. It's in the conversation. Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox came out of nowhere, and that's the roll doll. That's a roll doll. Do it is a roll doll. It's the, that Man. movie is the roll doll, That movie doll, is the roll doll. Would you say Darjeeling Limited, roll doll? Um, I would say that it's... Uh, no, it's not the no, roll doll. Not, Fantastic not, Mr. Fox, roll doll. I'm trying. I was trying to think. Willy Wonka the, the Chocolate Factory. That movie's the roll, roll doll. doll. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Roll that movie's the roll doll. You see, Taika is gonna do a live read. Yeah, of James and the Giant with Peach. a bunch of famous ass people. Isn't Kate Blanchett. Amazing? I think yeah. Kate's in it. She should be. She's incredible. She better be the spider. She's incredible. Be good uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Tim Burton's. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, guys. So go watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Go watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, rent it. We'll be back in two days. Um, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much Mr. for Fox. listening, <laughs> Mr. Fox. I don't know how else to end this. This has been Darjeeling uh, oh, Limited. Any new ratings? Any new reviews? No. Are you sure? No. Do you get a notification? Sometimes. You just I get have to an, check? I get an email every day that's like, here's where you are. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. You open the email and it's a literal fly it comes out of your fuck phone. fuck you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cricket chirps. Yep. And you're like, okay, that's it. Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wearing hockey pants. What makes you so special? Ooh, Um, we do have a new one. (gasps) What do we got? Read it to us. Two new ones. Read them, baby. I pledge my allegiance to Hector and Keller. This podcast is the highlight of my week and the reason I'm not going crazy at college. Oh. J Sauce D O J R. J Sauce. Thanks, J Sauce. Keep fighting the good fight. Um, Uh, Stay in college. Or leave if you want, but you know, make sure that you're good. Here's a great piece of advice my dad gave me. Don't quit something until you have something else lined up. Uh, yeah. Right? Whether it's a job, whatever. In terms of relationships, maybe not the best yeah, advice. Don't, don't have don't something do lined that. up. Don't, do, don't have something lined up. That's not great. But Jay no. Sauce, thank you so much. Um, uh, we really appreciate you listening. And, uh, and uh, taking the time to give us a review. And if you're having a tough time in college, it. if you're having a tough time in college, do what I did. Try, Quit. Try to join an improv oh, group. Oh, they're doing what I did. Try, yeah, <laughs> and eventually I did. Okay. But try to join an improv group uh, on campus or on uh, at the school. And if there's it's not one, literally make one up. life-changing. It can be. But I didn't make the, my cut at my first college. So then I was like, I'm out of here. And then you went on to be way better. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to be anybody at that look, college. I'm not going to be an anteater. No, they're pretty good. Guys, they went on I'm to sorry. They went on to uh, sorry. be in TV shows. So they're pretty good. Hector, you're great. You're in many TV shows. Mm, okay. And uh, what's what, what's next? What do we got? <laughs> Listened since episode one. <gasps> this is from Ellen Saldivar. Ellen Saldivar. I followed Hector over to this podcast from it. His YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. I love his short animation series. When my phone bricked on me, this was the first podcast I subscribed to. And that is saying a lot because I listen to about 60 hours of podcasts a week. Whoa. Whoa, that's more than people work a week. That's holy shit. What is your that's job? Like a, listening a to podcasts? Oh my that's God. That's awesome. I'm a huge film nerd and I am majoring in English to become a screenwriter. <gasps> Man, we have like film students listening to our podcast. Amazing. We're shaping the youth. We really are. The youth. Oh, man. Fellini, Truffaut. <laughs> <laughs> Abrams. Bird. <laughs> Bay. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, that's it. That's the whole this review. This podcast is what convinced me to make the switch from marketing. 
No way. Holy Are you serious? Oh Are you God. serious? Absolutely great podcast. Wow. And as a half Latinx geek, I relate completely to Hector. Their newest miniseries on Wes Anderson is great. I am writing this as I listen to their Life Aquatic episode. Oh my God. This is fresh. I'm going to fucking cry. I'm going to cry right now. I'm, I'm going to cry half Latinx I'm gonna tears. Have a spiritual experience. That was beautiful. First I of had all. A spir- those are both spiritual journeys for First me. First of all, fuck marketing. Honestly. You made the record. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. Marketing Marketing's can be cool. cool if you can get in the creative side of it. Yeah, but don't do it like Mad don't Men. Don't do Mad Men. <laughs> There's nothing creative about fucking your secretary. <laughs> or trying to sell stuff to men. Um, it's very easy. Hey, you had cigarettes. It's very, very easy. Uh, but that is that is such a beautiful story. That's, was that it from is. Ellen? Yeah. Thank you so much, Ellen. That really means or the I world to us. Truly, it's truly. E-L-I-N. Aline? Possibly. Oh man, Saldivar. I can don't you, know. Aline, Ellen, can you please tweet Tell one us of us like pronounce the it. pronunciation, and also, and we'll give you another shout out. Man, thanks. That was so cool. Thank, that thank, was so cool. Man. Um, best of luck with your filmmaking endeavors. Yeah, I hope don't, it goes well. If listen, it doesn't, don't put it on us. <laughs> 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 don't sue us. Don't. But I was gonna say, no, honestly, a real piece of advice: if it doesn't go well with whatever you're trying to join do, an improv <laughs> <laughs> It'll change your life. Make it to LA. Just join an improv group. No, I'm kidding. $500. Uh, Ellen, Ellen the, the lesson would be, I know many, many people that are in different areas of, of like the entertainment industry mm-hmm. that did start out with like, I want to be a filmmaker and then kind of found different things. It's a very tough industry. It's very, very difficult. So don't get discouraged. But at the same time, if you're not finding it fitting for you, but you're seeing something else related that you're like, I'm into that pursue it that's all i want to say it's like it, it you know if if you be open-minded yeah if you're if you if you in your mind when I, look when i was a kid i was like i'm gonna be on saturday night live that was the that was that the was dream. everybody's everybody's and it's like hmm. mm, not so well, great yeah they're not so great uh <laughs> not so great <laughs> yeah but uh they don't hire know. brown people hector i'm mm, sorry mm, mm. horatio sands took it that was yep, the last that one was the last one they're good for 50 years yep. uh and then Fred Armisen shows up, and I'm like, "Is he?" No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I think they're good. They got Fred. They don't. They don't." Eh. Um, but but all that to say, like, I still I still think fondly about growing up loving Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I still love a lot of it. it I was yeah. I wasn't and it necessarily still shaped you. Yes, and, and I'm it glad still brought you to where you are. Yeah, even. exactly. And I could still watch a, a new thing they'll put out, but even you animation know. more so. Yeah, totally. Out. So I have you know. Did I had you a, learn that? Was it? Yeah. SNL, and then you realize actually animation is my draw. deal. I love it. I love drawing. But then I found like, well, I don't love it the way some other people love it. And they're amazing. And they should continue to do it. And I feel like maybe I'm more this. And I like to talk to people. And I mm-hmm. like to do this. And I like to do that. So it, it was, it, I'm just describing a person's journey. Everybody has a different journey. And I just know that it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself when you go into just like... make sure you don't exploit a culture in order to yeah. achieve your journey. <laughs> Basically. Other than that, and it sounds like you're probably not going to do that. Yeah. Because you you're half Latinx. Woke. Nerd. Bro. Yeah. Uh, so, Ellen, I think He's you're going to be fine. To every episode of this podcast. Yeah. I hope that says something. Right? Yeah. If somebody didn't, then they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would have stopped episode one. Yeah. The first time we would have, the first time we mentioned something like uh, equality school, and yeah, exactly. that person would have been like, no way. No, I'm out. <laughs> Click. Oh, man. So, that Rory a bit. thank you for those amazing reviews. If you want to leave a review, we'll read it. Because you do no research. We, we just love uh, validation, apparently. We love validation. We love movies. And we love <laughs> talking about them. <laughs> Five-star five review. We'll read it. Uh, thank you again for those comments. Those were wonderful. Go watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's rentable, various places. And I'd we'll be encourage back. you to buy it. Yes. All of these are worth it. 
I'd, I think. All of them? Would you purchase every one of these movies? I would not. But Tell me which you would. So far? So far, none. Come on, give me Life Aquatic. But say you buy it. Let me get to the end of these nine, say brother. You buy it. Let me let Life me get Aquatic to the whole. Is worth buying because I'll say this solely for the fact that you can get just video performances of Sal George. Yeah, that singing is true. every that song is true. all the way through. And I know this is not the same, but I've 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 said this before. I don't like Mission Impossible's one and twos. But you own them. If they because ever came out with the Slim Pack, bro. If there's a Wes Anderson Slim Pack, uh, honestly, that's if they did like cool. a Guillermo del Toro. Yeah package yeah which I, they already have and i want it even though i, well, don't I mean lo- like I don't if like they did one it of the with movies Wes Anderson. they did it exactly exactly but even so, if you bought that we'd watch it yeah for sure we'd, i need it I'd, I'd i've never seen it. uh oh the guillermo i've never yeah, seen yeah. chronos or devil's that. backbone that's a great criterion or... that's a great criterion the devil's backbone is such a good movie is it el espinazo del diablo Okay, it's great. <laughs> I was saying it wrong the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not pronounced the devil's I mispronounced back. it. It's actually pronounced in in España, el espenazo del diablo. I needed a phonetic mm-hmm. thing underneath mm-hmm. it, otherwise mm-hmm. this would have said it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we'll be back in two days, guys. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. You guys are fantastic. To God be continued. To be continued. Bye. Bye.